This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Welcome to I Have to Call My Sister. My name is Stacy, And my name is Kayla. We're here to keep it real, tell crazy stories, talk about why you shouldn't worry about those pounds on your body, and how it's okay to sometimes feel a little cray. Let's go. We are so excited for today's guest. This girl, like, she went through some pretty scary and traumatic events in her life and then turned it around in, like, the best way ever. She is now the founder and creative director of Comeback Snacks, which was created while in prison, which is, what? like, I can't even believe. Also, just, like, a side note, Stacey and I are obsessed with popcorn. It's our favorite snack. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> I don't even want to say too much just because I want you, Emily, to be able to tell your story, but please welcome Emily O'Brien. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you on. It is funny Uh that, like, legitimately, popcorn is our favorite snack. Like, we've done like would you rather's before. It's like, would you rather never be able to have popcorn again? And we're like, no, like we can't. (laughs) We would, we would, like, it's we're obsessed with popcorn. Yeah, it's like a thing people know. So we're like already like bonding in that. You're already ambassadors. You're great. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla, you heard Emily on a different podcast, and and Kayla called me. I have. She said I have to call my sister, and she said we (laughs) need to have this girl on our podcast because we have so many specific questions that I feel like only you would be able to answer. So yeah. If you don't mind, do you mind kind of telling your story and just starting from the beginning of what what happened? Like what happened yeah. before all of yeah. this went down kind of thing? Do you mind? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Honestly, like it's so hard to condense it into like such a small time frame because it's so much happened. But basically, I graduated university. I moved to Toronto, kind of dove into entrepreneurship after working this like really lame corporate job. And I was like, I just can't do this. And then, so I started to build my own social media business. While this was happening, I started to get into the more more to the party into the party scene and cocaine, lots of cocaine. And I got deals. And you know, I thought this was just part of building a business. And I I met someone who I thought had my best intentions in mind and who wanted to help me kind of ditch the ditch the drugs. Yeah, I wasn't about to give up alcohol, but I definitely wanted to decrease my use of cocaine because it yeah. wasn't making me really happy and my family was going through like a pretty tough split and you know this is hard like I don't give like sorry oh my god I almost swear but you can swear you can swear (laughs) (laughs) some people be like oh like you're are you old enough like you shouldn't be sad about your parents breaking up it's like listen I grew up in a household full of love and when your house when your family breaks up and that hurts you that means they did a great fucking job yeah you know what I mean so it's like don't be like age shaming me for being sad about something and and using for it like yeah just didn't make sense. anyway so i almost that. feel like too like when someone's younger it may not even 
I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it may not even hurt them as much as when it's been yeah. that long all together, something you know for the longest time ever, and then yeah. all of a sudden it changes. Like that, that's harder. That's way almost, more traumatic. You know? Yeah. 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 And I, and I guess this is like a part of life for like 50% of people because that's the divorce rate. So yeah, I know, like, right? It wasn't like it was unusual, but it was still hard. And yeah. mm-hmm. so, whatever, I chose to drink to try to get through it because I didn't want to be shamed for being sad. So I drank and did drugs. So that I could not be sad. Yeah. Even I, in, internally I was, but externally I wasn't. So then I meet this guy who wants to, me to help, wants to help me get sober. We go on this trip down to St. Lucia. There's a definitely some red flags, but you know, when we see red flags, uh, we often just like to twirl around with them and, and dance with them. Or sometimes <laughs> we like to turn them into outfits and mine just happened to be a drug smuggling outfit. Um, yeah. Okay. So I get down on this trip with them. Sorry, I have so many questions already. Wait. <laughs> I told you. It's very I'm like so overwhelmed. Okay. This is First one thing all, that's going to happen throughout the podcast is that Kayla and I will be like, wait, because we like to know weird, hold on a minute. weird details. So Kayla, go ahead. And it's funny because um, you can tell that you've told your story so many times, right? So to, to us, we're like, that was already a crazy point that I want to know so much more of, right? So when you met this guy, did you originally know that he was into like smuggling drugs no no no, no. i thought he like, sold cars and, like, <laughs> okay car salesman okay yeah <laughs> so when that initial thing happened where you like you just said that you were the one smuggling the drugs how did that exchange go did he trick you into it did he say hey can you smuggle these drugs over like how did that go he actually asked me if i wanted to do it before i went on we went on the trip and i was like absolutely fuck no get the fuck out of my apartment and i was pissed okay and then but he knows that i'm like a party like party girl whatever I, he knows that i'm a social person yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know why i can call myself party girl it just digs my me deeper but <laughs> no i know what you mean but like i was a social person and so i went out that night and he knew exactly when to text me like oh, okay you know he knew that i was like about five or six drinks in and he's like you know what? i i feel so stupid about asking you that i'm so sorry i didn't ask that and i was like okay because i was like no like i love my passport my passport is like my most favorite thing in the world I didn't want to do it. And he said, okay. He's like, me and you. He's like, send me your passport uh, information when we get home. So he sends me the, so when I get home, I take a picture of it and I send it to him. Well, he didn't just book the tr- the tickets with uh, that picture. He also sent it off to his associates down south oh. and said that I was going to be participating in this little endeavor. Or like at least this, this is the girl that will be participating or whatever. Yeah. With him, yeah. with him. Cause he okay. had apparently had a bunch of debts. Honestly, I'll never know the real truth. And that's just how life goes. But And how, how long that. were you with him at this point? Maybe six months. But it was like one of those casual. It was a casual relationship. But it was like a casual relationship with substance, which was very rare. Yeah. Like at that time of my life, like I didn't want anything with substance until I did. So Tinder was working great for me, you know, for a little like, <laughs> yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so it was about six months. But I've known okay. I've known him for about six months. Yeah, he's like, let's do this trip. Let's go, me and you. You're like, yep, I'm down for it. Let's go. Yeah. So then, yeah. what was that next step? Going to the airport and him, like, did he give you the drugs? Like, how did that happen? Well, we left Canada, and so when once we left Canada, everything was fine. Like, we went to like a little all inclusive. Three days in, it was like what jet skiing. Like, I don't know. Did he even drank, which was weird? And he's like, oh, do you want to get drugs in here? And I, and I was just kind of like weirded out. Because I was like, I thought this was like a little sober trip or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, fuck it. Well, let's go some drugs. Oh <laughs> yeah, my God. Yeah. Why did you think it was supposed to be a sober trip? Um, Because he was the one that said I 
I didn't need to be on all these drugs. Oh, so like that's right. how he got into my that's how he got into my soul because I actually thought he had my best intentions. Oh, right. Okay. 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 Right. Yeah. I get it. I get it now. I get it. I get but it. But then the second we get down there, he's like feeding me all this alcohol and like encourage and asking me if I want. So he already's hitting my weak spots, right? Yeah. Right. And then the third day, literally the third day, he's like, okay, like you're not going down to the pool today. And I was just like sitting on the hotel bed, like literally staring at the pool, about to go down. Cause I did I went I usually go down to the pool at like three every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't get sunburned. And he's like, Oh no, you're not going <laughs> you're not going down to the pool today. Like our friends are coming to pick us up in half an hour. And he's like, it's not all fun and games. And I was like, okay. So like, do you think that there, like, when you analyze it and figure out, like, do you think he was doing that on purpose? Like, he was trying to get you, like, like drinking and d- partying and doing all this stuff because he knew we're about to do something that I know she might not like. Do you think that's yeah, why? Yeah, especially after it was, like, a bait and switch. Oh, that's horrible. And it's so weird how someone can get into your head like that, right? Like, oh, my goodness. So at this point, when he was like, okay, they're coming to pick us up in 30 minutes, were you kind of, like, understanding what was happening or were you still really confused like you were like what is going on i didn't know exactly what was gonna happen at that point like i knew i was in it i knew that yeah. i'd like ignore the red flags and this was part of that yeah. yeah but i still didn't think it was gonna amount to anything like i was like oh no fucking way you know so yeah okay so it goes down tell us about what happened at that point sorry i also am like smiling which is so rude i'm like it's just because the no, way she not. the way you're, like, i'm smiling I know, she's you're, smiling too yeah i know <laughs> just for the listeners i'm like so tell us because it, like emily's like grinning as she's telling you and you're you're such a, like a captivating storyteller it's making me like feel like we're in a movie right now so know, okay I've, I've like honestly relived it so many times that now it's like almost comical like it's like I honestly make fun of myself because it's just so ridiculous yeah well it's not ridiculous but it's yeah well, I get what you're saying I've only gone to it took me a while to get to that point right Right. Yeah. remember we had we had another guest on and she was telling us her story was insane and to us we were like oh my god like as she's telling us but she said honestly now I just have to tell it almost with a sense of humor because I'm not that person anymore so it's kind of like reminding me of that kind of thing where you're like you you've relived it you figured it out and now it's almost like a, a movie that happened to you kind of thing yeah so, yeah yeah Okay, so then the friends, they come over to you, they meet you at the place, or, like, did you have to drive somewhere to go meet them? It looked like a bed and breakfast with, like, you know, a little wooden sign out front, and and then you go in, and, and there's a bunch of people there. There's, there's no guns. Like, there's not, like, people with weapons. There's no bodyguards. It's just, like, three people in there, but there's, like, tons and tons of cocaine in the wall. And they, the lady there, who's, like, I guess, like, the ringleader, she's actually so nice to me. She's like, oh, thanks so much for doing this, like, Ian's owes money all this stuff i'm like, like she's just like, so, so casual and nice but really yeah. she's doing like the most oh. illegal thing okay yeah and she's like don't worry we're gonna make sure you get there nice and safe so at this point you're like okay i know i really know now what i'm like in for so were yeah. you were you scared were you like okay i just have to do this i and was and i thought i could behave so badly the rest of the trip that i like could weasel my way out of it like i thought i could just be so dramatic like i wasn't i'm not talking about temper tantrum dramatic i'm just talking about like trying to assert that I was not going to be able to do this. Like I, I'm yeah. a terrible liar. Yeah. I just, yeah. and I'd never done that before. And I just want to go home. Like I get nervous going through customs without <laughs> doing anything wrong. Yeah. And Sorry. at this point, at this point, you're probably like, it's not actually going to happen. So it's fine. I'll just talk my way out of it and it's fine. Yeah. And so I honestly just got so like, so drunk the last three days. And I, I went to karaoke by myself, That's what oh my God. by myself. <laughs> okay. Like that's you, next level. 
Do you remember what song you chose? Yeah, I sang Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker and <laughs> and and New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. Oh my god, that's my favorite they thing are ever. The most opposite songs you could choose, and I've never been so happy. Like she's like New York. That's so funny. Okay, sorry. Continue. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. By the end of the week, he's kind of realized that, like, okay, this girl clear, clear this doesn't want to do it. And yeah. So he, like, finally agreed to let me take off these drugs at Pearson once we landed and put them in my backpack and he would walk through customs. Because I was like, I, I'm going to lose it. Like, I cannot. I cannot do this. I'm going to fail. We are going to be chopped up. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so we landed at Pearson and he's, I've got, you know, two kilos Coke strapped to my waist and one on my butt. And then he, he also has it too. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, we landed. I'm trying to like breathe and I'm just staring at everything. Like, I, I don't know what I was staring at or staring. Like I wasn't, I wasn't going to sabotage the operation because then that would be my fault. Mm-hmm. And then, but, um, so I started to go to the bathroom. I was like, Oh, there's a bathroom. I'm going to go. And then he turns around and he's like, it's too late now. So he knew he knew he was going to fuck me over the whole time. He knew he was never going to take those drugs through the board, through customs. Oh, oh my gosh. So yeah. okay, it's too late now. Yeah. Like you better continue through with that stuff on your body or, oh my gosh, that's horrifying. You were saying you're going to go to the bathroom to put them in your bag to give to him. Yeah. He knew he was never going to take that bag from me. Yeah. He's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrifying. Oh my gosh, yeah. so now you know, so now you're even more panicked, and I'm picturing Pearson Airport right now. I know exactly where you had to walk out for this to happen. Yeah. It's like the bathroom right before you go out to customs, probably, right? And then you go through and you're in customs now. Like, that is like the, yeah. the, where you have to, like, put your thing saying how long you've been away from Canada. And they ask you if you have, like, anything to declare. Right? Oh my gosh, yes! And at oh. this point, like, my, like, after the whole second bait and switch, I was like, my loyalty to this motherfucker ended there. But my yeah. commitment to the task at hand, like I was terrified and I did not want to play hardball, did not. So I was like, I'm just going to try and and get through. Like, I'm just going to try. But again, if they if I freak out and he tells whoever it is, it's my fault, then that's my ass on the line. Maybe they'll come after my family. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't even walk up to, to customs with him. I was like, no, I'm not even walking there right now. Yeah. Hate that's actually- I hate it. I hated him so much. Probably a smart and, um, idea to go, like, separate, too. That's what I would think. I would think, like, I don't want to be walking through together with two, like, things yeah. bringing through, right? But I, I guess know. it's a red flag if you travel with someone and then you go oh, up separately. I didn't even think of that. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so, like, they scribble, like, a little number on um, on that yellow card. And then you go and get your bags. I honestly didn't even remember this, uh, but there's, like, a second checkpoint. And then, like, oh, let me see your cards. Uh, I showed them. I looked right and there was a secondary area that I'd never seen before because I'd never been called there before. But yeah. like, that's when I knew. That's when I knew it was, it was done. How did oh they know, gosh. though? How did yeah. they know? Mm, There's like a number of reasons. Um, the first is like when the tickets were booked. Like anytime like you book a ticket and it's like a day before you leave, it's like a red flag. Um, right. I'd also never traveled with him. And apparently he'd also booked multiple trips to the same location more than once right yeah yeah so that was another one um just like the way that we were uh, like behaving was so obvious like at least me yeah. that's so what obvious. i was wondering that's what i was wondering if they noticed within your behavior and so all those things oh yeah together... they're trained professionals like you know right um, yeah 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 so they know and then there's also other reasons like um people sometimes what drug traffickers will do is they will basically call on on people who they who have it because they have such a small amount so that someone else can get through 
So with oh. a bigger amount. So they oh, have like a decoy. Okay. So I was just like a decoy. Cause like, oh, that's going to be shit out of it anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. So they're like, yeah, you're the decoy because I can get through while they're trying to check you out kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Did, so did he also get called? Or yeah. He, oh, he did. Get yeah. Called. He was with okay. me. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Yes. Okay, so you so you go into the to the right, and you yeah. go into this room, and and what happens from there? I felt I felt like a sense of relief, to be perfectly honest with you. Like I Yeah, it's almost like now that we're caught, there's nothing more we can do. So it's just like now I feel Well, I felt better. safe because I was away from him, right? And yeah. like at least oh. I you know, so and I still didn't know what was gonna happen. Like I yeah. didn't know because I didn't yeah. study the criminal I didn't plan this thing. I didn't know the risks. I just was a girl who went on a trip with her boyfriend who made some dumb decisions and wanted to go home right That's yeah right yeah so did you get arrested at the like right there yeah. at the airport yeah so yeah did were they like give me the drugs or what they were just like okay we just have to ask you some questions and then it was about my life taxes money and then it went to like lifestyle and like partying and i'm like all these fuckers I was, but i was like yeah i party like what do you want me to say and then um they were like oh we're gonna try look in your suitcase and i was like okay yeah sure no problem you know just being very polite but obviously, when you think you're hiding things, you, your body, you cannot control what your body does. Like, when right. it comes to body language, <laughs> I was just a disaster. That's why I <laughs> yeah. can never be an actress, honestly. I <laughs> fail. Yeah, that's so. amazing, though. <laughs> okay, so they arrested you right there. Yeah. But you eventually said, okay, yes, I have drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then okay. they, because they said they're going to search me, and they're like, Miss O'Brien, we just have to ask, do you have drugs on you? And then I, like, looked at the floor, and it was like, ears are ringing and i was like okay this is the part where you need to tell the truth yeah and i knew that like lying to a federal agent at this point i knew that they were smart and i knew that i was already caught so i was like i need to tell them yeah yeah and especially after i've been bait and switched twice i was like fuck this motherfucker like he can you know like screw you so yeah i I got drugs with me yeah yeah (laughs) I honestly thought that I was just going to go home in like an hour. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you're like, they're just taking me from here. We'll figure it out. I'll be home, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then from the airport, where did you go? I was in the provincial maximum security jail for the weekend. <gasps> oh my gosh. And so like, okay, this is the one thing. Well, I guess maybe maybe we don't ask this yet, but we are very curious, the, the both of us. I, I One, I think we all have always had like a fear of, going to jail or prison and i don't know at all 
what it is like, like once you get there, like if it's like a movie, like we have a bunch of questions about that kind of thing. And so sure. we're we're wondering if we can ask you like specific yeah. weird questions that I feel yeah. like everybody, like nobody actually knows. Let's do it. There is this skincare line that Kayla and I started using, and it's called Face Addiction. It addresses all skin concerns, and it's something that you would, like, expect from a professional spa line. It smells amazing. That's the first thing that we notice. And it's free of chemical preservatives. My mom will be so happy. That's one thing I did not care about as a younger person. And now I realize like why it's so important. Face Addiction line has been formulated to work in harmony with each other in order to treat any skin type. And the best part is they have a green commitment. So their packaging, amount of travel they do for delivery to like even the place the products are manufactured. It's all amazing for our planet. These are the people that are changing the world. Face Addiction. You can go to www.faceaddiction.ca and order this amazing product. And guess what? If you use the code SIBLINGS, then you get 15% off your entire order. What I don't know first, actually, is you spent the weekend there. But then did you like what happened in between that you actually like went to like do a sentence there? So after being on house arrest for two and a half years, I, I submitted a guilty plea because I knew that that was my first step in healing and moving on and taking responsibility and just starting the next part of my life as opposed to ending it. So that was in, I was sentenced to four years in federal prison. So mind you, four years doesn't mean you have to stay in for the four, four years. Like I'm still currently incarcerated, but I'm on parole right now. So right. January 16th, 2018, I went off to federal prison. That is okay. so much like more current than I was like thinking this was. Like I knew it, but as you're telling the story, I'm picturing this as like ten years ago. This was not ten and, years yeah, ago. Yeah, like you're still in this right now. You're, you're still, still in this. It. Like obviously you've grown and you've learned so much and whatever, but you're still in it right now. Yeah. Which is which is like yeah. once again, thank you so much for like telling us your story. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, so okay, so how long in total were you in prison? Um, I was in for a year. Okay. And then six months in a halfway house after that. Can you, just for us that have no idea, when you get there, you walk in, what is the first thing that they that they do? Do they do they actually do it like in the movies where they, they like take your clothes and then like like check out that you don't have anything and then give you like a jumpsuit? Like is that what happens? Um, so first you have to you you get escorted out of the paddy wagon in like hand like chains, basically like I was chained from head to toe and then chained to another girl <laughs> and then what? yeah to an- and then the, to another you, they, girl you walk you like literally walk in shackles like off the bus <laughs> and then um the dogs so the dogs do a little you have to line up against the wall and then the dogs comes and sniffs you and then you have to in each get uh, individually strip searched and then they assign you property so federal prison is very different than provincial um so you get like stuff in federal prison, like you get like bed sheets and um, like institutional clothes and you get a fan and just stuff for your, for your room, like uh, like toiletries and stuff. And then, but you're, you're the majority of your stuff actually gets sent in from your family. So oh. you have to supply your own clothes. Yeah. So that was an extended wh- answer, but basically you get strip searched. No, I want to know that. So the, the yeah. things that they provide you, is it like your family goes like, oh, we want to like send her her like face cream or like like what kind of stuff does your family send you you have they can only pretty much send clothes and they can't oh. have like drawstrings in them they can't have um hoods 
you can send shoes um depending on your crime like because mine was like a i was like a very low risk offender right i just right. had to do the time so i was in a medium security unit and those rules are different very different than max so maximum prison federally is like if you've been convicted of murder or very very uh, violent assault so right oh, and so you could me. you didn't have to wear like a full like a uniform like you actually could yeah. wear like a shirt that was your own shirt kind of thing yeah and the, the federal institutional that. clothes are like sweatpants and t-shirts and um like you get like like shower shoes and like even right. running shoes you get in socks and granny candies my favorite right. <laughs> <laughs> amazing and so once you um get in and now you have all your stuff what was the first thing that happened? Did they put uh, in in your specific instance, like, were you in a cell or was it um, like you actually had like a cell with like bars or was it what was it like? Yeah. So after I got my property, I'll remember this like like it's crystal clear. You're dragging this big bag of stuff and they're like, OK, you're in house nine. So there's about a 17, 16 or 17 houses and they'll have about nine to 11 or 12 people in them. Um, some rooms have two people and some rooms have one, but like I'm dragging this bag and it's when all the other inmates are inside their houses and I'm dragging this bag and I'm walking down this dirt path and everyone's just staring at me. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so surreal. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, I see my house and they tell you where to go. And then you, you just knock on the door. And then like this girl opened up and, uh, each house is like a house rep and they introduce you to everyone else and you get to know other people. And, um, then the, you have a room. Like I had a roommate. I had to share a room for the first, like, I think two months. I right. Think. And then, um, is it like a, yeah, bunk then, I had bed? A, then I had my own room, which had a lock on it, oh. but it's not a cell. It's not a, like, it's, oh. it's called your cell, but it's because people are there for such an extended amount of time in Canada. They have like beds and you have like a little desk and stuff, but it's still prison and it's right. You know, it's still yeah. like some people might call it club med or club fed, but not if you've never had any club to begin with. So <laughs> yeah. Are you able to like leave that house ever? Or once you're in the house, is that where you do everything? Is that where you eat and stuff as well? Or do that house houses come together? Yeah. You have like a schedule. And so like there's certain times where you're allowed out of the house. Um, but then past a certain time you have to like uh, be in the house and then past another certain time you have to be actually in your cell for counts. Oh, Cause they do oh, like they military do. style counts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And was your roommate the first time that you like met your roommate? Was it like a horrifying person, or were you able to actually like talk to them? You know, no, I, mean? I I actually like I love her so much. We actually met in the in the bottom of the courthouse. Oh, on, like sentencing day. So it was so funny. Like the day that I said that I day that I pled guilty. Like I guess the same day she was getting sentenced, and then we were in the same holding cell in the bottom of the courthouse, and then we just one of us turned the tap on and then it exploded water and we, and we were both to start laughing. Oh my god! And then gosh. we realized we were going to the same prison for the same crime. So, and then oh we got to the god. federal prison and then we, we actually get sent to the same house in the same room. So it was awesome. We're, we're really good friends. So it was, that's it was really- great. Like, what are the chances of that? I know. That's crazy. And I well, feel like that's such a good first thing that happened to make you feel like, I guess a little bit comfortable. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if you can at all, um, yeah. one, one question actually that you just made me think of too is once you're in there, is it like common practice that you know what everybody is in there for? Like, do people say it? Do you talk about it? Do you memorize it? Like, or is it like an unspoken thing? Um, you, you find out eventually. I mean, the ones you will mostly find out about are the ones who are like in protective custody for, how do I say this? Um, like they're not respected by the other inmates because of oh. the crime and, and yeah. if anything they're probably bullied for it so right um, and would would that would any of those people ever be in your 
house though or was that oh a yeah house? yeah like there you have to like kind of just mingle with everyone um but it's really up to you whether you want to be in, involved in the people engaged in like the bullying of that person like i just i didn't really go in there with that m- mindset you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads go to lipsandads.com now that's l i b s y n ads.com you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. So right. you were mixed in with the people that were also in protective custody. PC is actually part of provincial. So, but like people oh. that have been in PC and are now in federal, they're actually among every, everyone. So, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So yeah. it is so, a thing that that happens that people get yeah. bullied. Like, yeah. so when you watch a movie or a TV show that is representing this, yeah. what are the most, like, what are the things that you're like, that's ridiculous. It's actually nothing like that. And what are the things that you're like, actually, that is what it was like. Like if you were to watch like oranges, the new black is there, are there any similarities or um do does tv make it worse or does tv make it better i think it definitely makes it, it worse in a lot of areas but again a lot of tv shows are portrayed about american prison so right right there is that context differentiation that you have to really be aware of yeah um but the other thing that i would think of is like i have like no problems with like weird perverted guards or like anything like that um because yeah, we always think there's like a bad one some of them have their like weird like idiosyncrasies but you like i never met i never heard of any guard bringing like drugs in or anything like that like in, in the jail jail where i was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so, so did was there like like was there fights and stuff that would happen yeah. or were you ever involved in a fight no but i like i didn't well i didn't go in there like trying to like yeah start be start. like <laughs> someone i wasn't but i also yes. was wasn't like someone to be messed with but i just didn't go out flaunting it like that's not really what you do and you also don't go starting problems for no reason and you also don't acquire debts and you don't mess with people's relationships and if you don't do those things you'll never have there's no reason to come for you yeah if you clean up your shit like if you leave a mess and you're living in a house with other people and you leave a fucking mess oh sorry you leave a mess everywhere yeah you're (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna get into problems especially people that have lived there like their whole life right so it's just about it's all it's that's all it is yeah. When you say acquiring debts, what does that mean? Like, what kind of debt could you acquire? Um, just drugs and goods and services. So that happens. Like, do people? Was there anything? Um, like, do you remember Caleb? The one person told us about how she used to make um eyeliner and makeup from magazine um things. Have yeah, you like ever she heard- learned a lot of things to do? Like when she like got tricks. her period, she made s- things to make tampons because they don't give you tampons. And but yeah. I bet you they did where you were though. Did did you get um like tampons instead of pads and stuff like that? Or um I, don't, I haven't had my period in a very long time. So oh, okay, so you're <laughs> like I didn't even need it. <laughs> but they do they do give you pads. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which I did make a prison dildo out of. Though. Really? You made a what? A prison dildo it, out of pads. I made a dildo out of pads. Wait, how? Tell us. Um, you just rolled them up. Like someone else showed me and I thought it was like so cool. <laughs> so you roll up the pads to make it like penis-like? Yeah. <laughs> that is like, see, th- this is the kind of stuff we need to know, Emily. 
You want to hear about my X-rated prison art that I made? Yes. So like sexuality and um, is something that's very like banned in prison and just like embracing your sexuality is something that's shamed. And this alone was something that I really didn't like. Like your body is shamed. Like, you know, the strip searches that happen are very traumatizing, especially for one that experienced sexual violence. And on a serious note, like even when you leave prison, you have to doc, you have to basically tell your parole officer who you're sleeping with. And, and this control over like a woman's body, I just find completely appalling and not Mm. constructive to a healthy relationship and healthy way of living at all. And I really hated this. And and they wouldn't let me see my my um my boyfriend like at the time came to visit me and they said he had traces of cocaine and then they went on telling me that he was like a, a druggie and all this like, all these horrible is things. Is this the boyfriend so was, that got you into prison? No, no, no. Oh, okay, no. okay. How did you get that boyfriend though? Yeah, this was the one that I'd been seeing for about two years. Like, while oh, I was okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And yes, yeah, so they're like, oh, they started making all these accusations about him. Then they're like, we're not going to let you like have your like little private. It's called private family visit where you get to like have conjugals. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that is a real thing. Yeah. So they yeah. G- they give you how long and you're allowed to have sex, right? Like how 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 long do they give you to do it? Usually like uh, an overnight. Really? Oh, wow. And how often yeah. do you get a conjugal? How often does that happen? Not very like once every 2 months if you're lucky. <gasps> yeah, and so they like canceled everything after these like apparent traces of cocaine or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? Like I'm so mad. And then this was after I got in trouble for accidentally falling asleep naked. So, and they told me like, hey, put your clothes on. Like, we don't want to see that. And I was like, oh, fuck, wait, fuck you wait. and your sexual shaming. Like, fuck Kayla, you. she's like you where she'll say a shocking story and we have no idea what the story is. <laughs> this is what my sister does too. She'll be like, yeah. So, and she'll say this crazy thing. I'm like, wait, what? So wait, what happened? You were naked. You fell asleep. I got asleep. in trouble for prison for nudity twice. Okay. Because <laughs> you actually just accidentally <laughs> fell asleep naked. And they yeah. were like, we, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. So when you got in trouble, what happened? Like you just, they were like, I was just like, I was just so fed up with like just the control over like the agency yeah. that you should have for your own body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so basically I made this like, it was, it was like paint night. It was paint night in prison. I was like, I don't know. And you weren't allowed to say, say, send like erotic letters. Like none of that stuff. <laughs> like because they would just be like oh you can't like send this kind of material like in the mail yeah and so me being like naturally creative i was like i'm gonna figure out a way to like so I, it was paint night and so i ended up like taking some of the paint like the, from the crafts room or whatever back to my room and i painted like on my paint on like on my badge and then i imprinted it with a piece of paper so it looked like a butterfly <laughs> and then i and then i mailed it out to him they because you, you can't really tell what it is it just oh, they like, don't know like, what it is it's just like fucking abstract art. <laughs> yeah. But the, and the you're guards like, jokes on had you. to open it. They because they read all your mail. So right. They physically had to open it and like scan it with their hands. And they're like, oh, this is a nice butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that okay, also, is awesome. I feel like this could make a lot of money in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah. like people yeah. are like, this is how butterfly vagina. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That oh is, my god, that's epic. So that's we now hilarious. know you're like very creative and you're just like, let's <laughs> think outside the box, pardon the yeah. pun. Like you're like, yeah. So that's amazing. Okay, I so you got it. away with some erotic art. Yeah. But wait, also, you know how they didn't know what it was? Did your boyfriend know what it was? <laughs> yeah. oh, I told them. I told them. Oh, okay. They don't listen to everyone's phone conversations. Okay, it's okay, only okay. if you're under suspicion of everything because there's just way too many phone calls. Right, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So it's only and if you're under you... suspicion for vagina art. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, and, and money laundering. Oh my God. Yeah. And they thought I was like somehow, I had like a lot of friends bringing me in money, like different friends. And they were like accusing me of being this like prison drug lord. <laughs> what? Because your friends so were good. just being so nice and you just had so much money at this point that they're like, you must be a drug lord. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need candy. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so that's how is that how you make money? They have to give you someone has to give you money and then it goes into like a little bank account or whatever. It goes into and a, then, an inmate trust. An okay. inmate trust account. And then you can go like, okay, here's the candy that I want and whatever. Did you Yeah, ever, and you can like buy like journals, you can buy like, I don't know, crafts and shit, like basically oh. anything. And then you but your phone cards are actually really expensive too. So at least 150 bucks a month is going towards your prison phone card. Oh, and then oh, wow. how many calls will that get you? Um, it's about 11 to 19 cents a minute, depending where you're calling. So, oh, that's awful. And did you have a job? I had a prison job. Yeah. I was a garbage lady. And then I, um, was a carpenter and then I was a librarian and a babysitter. And then I started a a prison, I started a prison meme club. Okay. Okay. This is first of all, what do you mean a babysitter? How could you babysit? My friend, um, well, she's my friend. She's an inmate as well. Like, she had a baby and like the prison actually has a program called the mother child program. <gasps> and so if your baby, I think is under, I forget the actual age, but I think it's it was under four. It can actually live with you in the unit. Really? Whoa. I yeah. did. We don't, we not... don't one year old in our, in our, <laughs> and you're like, I'm a babysitter. <laughs> so I was like a caregiver. I took the parenting class. What? And yeah. so then you get paid to do that stuff and then you can use that money in prison. Yeah, but you don't. You actually get taxed in there. You get taxed from this. The um, from like the how much system. is it? I don't know. I'm like, is this rude to ask? But I feel like you'll be fine with it. Like, how much would you make? How much would you make to like as an like hour the garbage? You get you yeah. make you make five dollars and sixty cents a day, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they tax, and then you get taxed. Yeah, that is rid- board. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that is oh crazy. My oh my god! Just laughing. So obviously, so I can survive off that kind of money. No, you know? I you, needed to have right? extra sources. Yes. <laughs> okay, wait. And then, what do you mean you made a meme club? <laughs> oh yeah, that was just a hobby. That was just a hobby. I started a meme club. I, I would cut out like old newspaper articles and pictures, and then attach them to like prison settings. And then I would give them out to all the, the inmates, and it was just like our own little like meme club, making fun of like shit in prison. Okay, okay. I feel like if I was in prison having you there would be like the best frigging thing like these people got so lucky for this year that you were there because you're just like you're doing crafts you're and then we haven't even gotten into the main thing but now it's so funny because when at first when I was hearing the story I'm like how do you even come about starting a popcorn business but now it just makes sense because it's yeah like she's like like, (laughs) yeah Emily's just like you know what I'm a little bored and we're gonna figure this out and that is something that's actually blowing my mind right now because it really does depend on who you're sharing your prison experience with yeah. can you imagine being like so depressed or upset that you're there then all of a sudden Emily's like hey got a meme for you like, yeah. so, like it would make it I bet you you change I love it I legit bet you you changed so many lives for in there sure. and like saved so many people from becoming like depressed that they were in there so you mentioned the popcorn we should get we should find Wait, out about first this before too. the popcorn can I just ask how was the food was it um not- so there was there was um, there's like a food services department. So in federal prison, they have to, in Canada, mind you, like not everywhere else in the world, in federal prison in Canada, they have to provide you with like food that's on Canada's food guide. Okay. So you would have an allow a food allowance of thirty eight dollars and one cent a week to spend on like this grocery list. 
what we would do is like you get like uh, meats, eggs, bread, cheese, fruits. You could buy like dry goods, flowers, spices. And then on the canteen list, that was where you could spend your own money. So like the the $38.01 was like an allowance from the jail. It was like, okay, you get to spend this on, because you cooked your own food. You're in a, you had your own kitchen. Oh, okay. And, but you had to cook with other people. Yeah. Because you're so creative. Now I want to know, like, what did you pick? Because I feel like you would have thought of, like, don't you feel like Emily would have thought of, Delicious like, the best yeah. way to, like, I spend made, like, that? The, I kind of had a boring diet in there, but, like, I learned how to make chili. <laughs> oh, okay. That's awesome. That's got, like, a bunch of different ingredients. Like, yep. that's good. Yeah. That's yeah, my I learned how to make chili. I felt so proud of myself. And then, um... I don't know. I just make like a lot of oatmeal. Like I had a very, very bland diet yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. But it was healthy because yeah. like part of my addiction actually stemmed from like an eating problems with eating from when I was younger. So I was like, I didn't want to have like a relapse in there. Right. And so I okay. just wanted to stick to what I knew. Yep. And yeah. this is a, this is another question that I have too. Sure. You you said you don't want to classify yourself as an addict. Like you don't. That's not what you are. That's yeah. not who you are. Um, no. But at one point in time, you were you uh, you would say addicted to drugs, right? And, I would and say I would say using heavily. Using yeah. heavily. Okay. So yeah. was that a struggle for you having to stop that? Like were you? No. Did you, I was no? excited. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Awesome. I don't like. I like because I felt like for me and like. Everyone like takes the word addict and addiction in a different way, whatever way it helps serve their recovery the best. Right. So yeah. yeah, some people like to reinforce that they are an addict so they will never go back. Right. But me, I'm like, I, I felt like that was so powerless. Right. And I was like, there's no way I'm like, fucking ad-. like no way. Yeah. Like, like I knew that I was, I was into you. the scene and I was using too heavily at the time to get through a challenging time that it wasn't. And I figured out it was the wrong way to deal with yes. things. So that okay. to me is not addiction. Wait, the one show I recently watched, though, they like made alcohol in prison. They like learned ways to make alcohol. Did you guys? Yeah, you can make it called brew. But if you don't make it right, you can go blind. And I also didn't oh. want to be drunk in prison. I was like, why? I was like, I'm here for a reason. It's, it's to address how I deal with handling challenging times and i knew that i wasn't an addict so why the fuck would i do it in prison no that's like the best yeah yeah like but not a lot of people can do that right so like exactly like i i had the help to like i had the family and like a lot of people in there is what i really realized like they had all these traumas and built on traumas and that's why they you know turned to substances and never been able to get off because they hadn't grown up in in certain like environments of like a positive environment or one where Mm -hmm. they fell up and i had that and i was like i there's no way that oh. like I can just throw all of this potential away, and yeah, I knew yeah. that I had work to do. Like I had to keep hold up my end of the bargain, you know. Yeah. So then we get into the popcorn. <laughs> yes. So tell us how that started in prison. The popcorn business started in prison because I really realized how much potential everyone else in there had, and I realized that how misunderstood we all were, and I realized there's also so many institutions in society that are part of the problem for crafting this image of people that are incarcerated um, without digging deeper. And I just, I just thought for the amount of like suffering that people endure and like the amount of suffering that people have endured prior to prison, it just like, wasn't really the right way to be as a human. And it wasn't like the right, it isn't the right way for us to be as a society to like keep punishing. Because what I learned is that like 80% of women in there had actually suffered tremendous violence or sexual abuse or mental illness and that's not something that's not a good reason why you should hate someone or a good reason why someone isn't deserving to be in society and to be welcomed in society and but it was just people are just so scared to share their story or try to get out like 
for a lot of people in prison, prison is freedom and society is prison because they feel so fucking alone. So it's like, okay, I wanted to, I wanted to change the narrative narrative and snacks were popular in prison and snacks brought people together and and popcorn was reasonably healthy. Um, So it helped me find comfort. And so combining all those things with other people's stories and the human responsibility of creating change started with popcorn. And so now we have a, it's called comeback snacks. And cause it's like anyone can make a comeback and, but you have to try. Right. Yeah. First of all, best, best name ever. Was popcorn part of like your grocery list? And then you were like, I, like how did you have to present it to the guards to like, how did that work? No, the spices, the spices we had access to were, were part of the grocery list. And then the kernels were actually from the canteen. Okay. Yeah. So then oh. did you start making it and then giving it to people? Is that what happened? Um, no, I just started messing around with the recipes and like, and really realizing, hey, there wasn't like a market for, like I knew popcorn, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel because I knew popcorn was a thing. Yeah. So it was popcorn something that people are already familiar with. The one thing that Kayla, you told me is that everybody, um, or or I don't know if it's everybody or some of the people, you actually um, hire people to work for you that have been um, in prison before or have been convicted and you give people that chance. And th- so is that, that's something that you probably feel is really important, right? It absolutely, it absolutely is because like it's so easy to like hate a stranger, but whenever something like happens to someone we love, we have a completely different idea of who they are. It's like, oh no, well, if it was like your mom or your sister that did something and got them yep. into themselves in trouble, yep. you'd forgive them almost instantly. You'd be on their side. And it actually harms society and it harms the other person as well. And that just living right. like that just doesn't get yeah. you very far. I feel like a lot of people might feel ashamed to be turned down somewhere when it's not fair. And then like Emily's providing exactly. the opportunity to make them yeah. not feel horrible. So that's, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. My, my other thing I was going to say is I remember hearing in your one interview, you said a lot of people just assume like, oh, they steal from you or they do yeah. like, like, but that doesn't happen. Right. Like you were, you said like, you've really hadn't had Every yeah, and, it, and that something. all comes from instilling trust and having <laughs> yeah. an open dialogue. Yeah. Right. If you tell if someone tells you like what they're struggling with and then they can trust you, you build yeah. a whole new family. You might even yeah. build their first family they ever had. Oh, and yeah. I feel like most people in this situation unfortunately end off in a very it it doesn't end off well for them right and you just took your situation and turned it around in the best way possible Mm -hmm. and you're still in it you're still learning like we're all learning but you're still this is still like you said you're still on parole right I forgot about that yeah I I, I know you just told me that but like I forgot so you're still on parole which means yeah like what are your restrictions don't commit crimes and don't hang out with people that commit crimes and don't do uh that doesn't mean, parole doesn't mean house arrest, right? Parole is different from house arrest. Parole just parole means is like, like I live like I'm completely like on my own. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you yeah, go ahead, Kayla. Oh, I was just gonna say, so can you t- just tell us about your company? Like so yeah. can you tell us like the flavors? <laughs> yeah. So okay, we started with popcorn kernels and stamps, and now we're in over like 40 stores. Oh um, wow. Yeah. So we ship it all across North America. Uh, we work with t- tons of different charities. Our our four flavors right now, like they do change seasonally. Like we add on new ones, but we have um, peanut butter caramel. We have double coated caramel, cheesy caramel, which is like the love child of Chicago. It's like if, you know, yeah. a, a cheese cheddar and a caramel kernel banged each other. Yes. And had a, they have That's it. <laughs> oh. all in one kernel. Oh. 
Wait, oh you said my you gosh. said three flavors. What's your fourth? And what's your then fourth? the last one. What's the, oh, salted chocolate caramel. And then in okay, the summer, I we're coming out it. with PB and J. So wait, how can we get this? How can we get this? Where can we go? Can we can we order it? Can we go yeah. to this, like, store and get it? How do we? Yeah. Do um, if you head to comebacksnacks.com/shop, it'll have have a list of all of our retailers. If you want to okay. like, if you feel like doing in-store experience, um, you can also just order it like online, like on the same link. So. Okay. And, and has COVID affected your business at all in any way or? Yeah, of course. Um, like it has kind of every, every business, but like with ours, we just shifted our our focus to work in in a different channel. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. now more than ever, people can relate to a brand like ours. It's like creating through chaos, creating through adversity. Yeah. Yeah. even you even put a positive twist on that. I know. Like you're the best person. Yeah, it's ever. just like it's just the way you have to like look at life and you just can't, like there's always like an excuse for something. And first is COVID. Now like yesterday it's like the weather and now people are don't want to go for the weather. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like sometimes it just blows my mind like how many excuses people can, can have yeah. for inaction. Yeah. One last question for you is is like are you happy that you went to prison i know that's a weird question yeah, but absolutely. it seems like it like yeah. changed you for well, the you better wouldn't, you wouldn't be where you were today i don't think yeah i mean happen. like i needed a, i definitely needed a kick in the ass i mean obviously i didn't wish someone harmed me in that way but at the end of the day some of my behaviors and antics coming up up to that point were reckless mm-hmm. and i needed a bit of tough love for my family and i need a little bit of toughness from in general right you genuinely are just like an amazing human being i just feel so like lucky to get to like talk to you and i know (laughs) literally at the beginning of the podcast we said is there anything you're uncomfortable talking about and emily was like no just ask me that is amazing you got some exclusive stories there too yes love it i have to call my sister exclusives it's great not just tea you got the steep tea Okay, so can you can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. Um yeah, come at comebacksnacks.com or on social media at ms.obrien or at comebacksnacks. And M's E M Z. We'll make sure in the description we'll put those links so that they can easily mm. click on it and follow you. Um yeah, thank you so yeah. much. You're the best. I feel like we're best friends. Yeah, or you can also order the popcorn on well.ca. If you if you get well, you can Oh, you know, well.ca. Yeah, you can order there or Pizza Terry's if you're in Toronto. Yeah. I'm legit going to hang up this phone call and order popcorn right now. I'm not kidding. I'm so excited to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a comeback story because that's what it's all about. I have to call my sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out because we love them what we do without a doubt. So we want to thank you for taking the time. Oh, so here we go. We busting, we busting around. Oh, this is our podcast. We're here to stay. My name is Kayla. This is Stacey K. Okay, that. Uh. I have to call my sister. Hey, hey, you there? Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing you the rap anymore. It here first. Oh my god. That's what I'm talking about. Hey ho. Uh.